Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, you're listening to the Alt in Our Stars podcast, Pupcast. Pup is the name of the band and the name of the guests on this week's episode. A pop punk band from Toronto, Canada, who I had by the Billboard office just a few hours before playing the biggest non-hometown headlining show in their history. It was at Music Hall of Williamsburg in Brooklyn. I had a really good time there in the crowd, and actually a lot of things that you could observe in the, in the show actually wound up coming up in this podcast in conversation. You know, it's there's a lot of moshing, crowd surfing, punk stuff going on at their shows, and I chatted with them about what it's like trying to keep their shows safe for everyone at the show and how the band plays a big role in engaging with their fans. Um, what else did we talk about? Uh, it's like, there was a lot of Canada talk in this in this episode. They're repping Toronto, so we, we chatted about all things from Niagara Falls right on the border up until, like, the most remote, coldest, most northern shows they've played or heard about in Canada. So I think you'll get a good idea for their homeland. I think you'll get a good idea just for where Pup is right now, a band whose second album is getting a much bigger reception, a lot more attention than their first one. It's an exciting place for them. And when I chatted with them, they were really right in the middle of that. So fun stuff with these guys. And if you enjoy the show, remember, we've been doing this for over a year now, so tons of old episodes to dig into in our archives. Get to those in iTunes, search for the Alt in Our Stars, or just go into the podcast app on your phone and search for Alt in Our Stars there. If you like Pup, we've had Modern Baseball, Mitski, Shamir, a lot of stuff on the show lately I think you'd be into, so you can check all that out. But anyway, here it is, Alt in Our Stars podcast, Pup, Enjoy. All right, so we are podcasting Alton Our Stars podcast in the Billboard office here with Pup. What's up, guys? Hey, you Chris. Go. Got Stefan. Huh? Yeah. And Zach. Yep. So Pup is on the road again, touring. Yeah. Um, so do you hate each other again? No, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, of course. Of course. No, of course. We, we never really like, we, we don't hate each other. That's a misconception. We're all best friends. But uh, we do like touring, you know, you do. Uh, have your days where you hate everybody just like real life except uh it's just intensified you know on the road when you don't have any personal space but uh yeah at the end of the day we're all we're all best friends so yeah it's cool i agree i, I see you looking at me expectantly to be contrary it's like, come on <laughs> say it's, say, no, say. It's, it's true i mean anyone with a sibling is gonna know the feeling of just like constantly being around somebody so I mean, you try to annoy each other on purpose, and sometimes you do it by accident as well, so you just end up annoying each other a lot. Is there, like, an older sibling in the band? Nestor. Yeah, Nestor's the most adult. I'm technically the oldest, but Nestor is the most responsible. Well, I, Stefan's pretty responsible. But. What, it, well, what makes Nestor the most adult? He's like, um, I feel like he's my dad sometimes. Like, he's... Uh, He's he's like a, a stern voice in the chaos. Basically, yeah. he like if if things are going wrong, he pulls it together. For instance, today, you know, we were we were driving through New York and we were late for everything, and Nestor, like a good parent, like pulled over to a train station. 
<laughs> I would say average, what, eight a day yeah. times 25 so, days. Yeah. I'm not the best at math. I think that's uh, 100 and, 120. No. 180? It's a lot. I think it's oh, I don't know. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> we didn't we didn't go to school for math. We yeah. went to school for rock. <laughs> I mean, I got back from a road trip down to Tennessee and back not too long ago. Like there is a certain beauty in seeing different parts of the country, especially on a highway, scenery that you don't normally see. And even just stopping off in towns to get food to eat, you know, to refuel, meeting people. That can be fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's at a point, it blends together. Like, it really huh. blends together. But we did, like, on purpose go to the Grand Canyon, which is an amazing experience. Like, as like cliche as a road trip thing as that is, like, you get to do that. And mm-hmm. there are a few things that rival that in terms of life experience. So Yeah. I mean, being from, like, Toronto, Canada, you know, Arizona's crazy to drive. In. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. bet. Yeah, definitely I've been there. So. Yeah, it's cool. We get to see a lot of cool stuff. Um, we're really lucky, you know. We get to do this all the time and uh, just play music with our friends and see weird stuff, and that rules. Yeah, I road tripped to Toronto not too long ago, and so went to your home turf. I definitely stopped for a little while with my friends at the Niagara Falls on the Canadian side. Mm-hmm. Much better, much better on that <laughs> side. Still pretty crappy though. It depends. Yeah, it depends because it can be pretty uh, like gaudy. Kind of. It reminds me, actually, no, the other way around. <clears throat> um, San Antonio is like the Niagara Falls of the South, <laughs> and it's like it's just like really gaudy, tourist trappy type place, but it has its charms. Yeah. I went on a family vacation there once. The last time I stayed there, that would have been like maybe 12, 13 years ago, maybe more. I was like <clears throat> in middle school or something then. But yeah, I remember there was like a hard rock cafe that I went to. Oh, yeah. Tourist things, live the tourist life. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing. It's one of like the seven natural wonders of the world. And the falls themselves are a rad, obviously. It's a, it's an amazing thing that exists. But uh, it's also surrounded by uh, hard rock cafes and casinos and uh, houses of horror and houses of mirrors and water parks and all sorts of screaming, crying children and... Um, you know, it's a, it's weird. It's weird to have such a, a, a great example of natural beauty, like, uh, you know, perfection, uh, you know, natural perfection, just surrounded by all this garbage. It's really strange. Yeah, I guess we'd really have to dig into the history of how the city of Niagara Falls came to be and how all the tourist traps also came to be around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's also human nature that you just you find something you like and you suck all the life out of it while you're trying to enjoy it. <laughs> that's, that's human nature. That's really yeah. depressing. I mean, yeah. I mean, human nature is depressing. But, uh, but you know what? There yeah. wasn't a ton of that at the Grand Canyon. I no. mean, you drive through the town near the Grand Canyon and there's like McDonald's and stuff. It's not like not uh, commercialized at all. But it's not like you get to the canyon and it's like uh, ride the Grand Canyon roller coaster and yeah. puke into the canyon. It's not that kind of thing. So I don't know why why that would happen in Niagara Falls and not really there. I be, I guess there are people that truly love the Grand Canyon for what it is as opposed to like a, being a novelty. So it keeps all the crass commercialism at bay, mm-hmm. I would think. But anyway. The deep musings of yeah. the <laughs> So we got Toronto. We got some Toronto talk in. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto's a cool city. <clears throat> Although cities kind of make me weird and anxious no matter what. So walking here through Manhattan, I was kind of freaking out a little bit. Me and Zach were both just like, I mean, we've been here so many times, but it's still just like, man, people uh, people in such close quarters and such great numbers freak me out. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never seen so many people walk in a specific direction really fast without looking up, like just staring at their phone. Like that's insane. Like, you're going to hurt yourself, it seems obvious. But. This is right by Grand Central Station, and oh, okay. this is during rush hour <laughs> yeah, on a so Friday. Yeah. So yeah, you're always going to have people walking in directions where they want to go, and because it's a Friday during the summer at 5 o'clock or whatever, they're looking up less than usual. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's a terrifying thing. I don't know, man. I don't know about this whole city thing. I'm going to be a weirdo mountain farmer when I'm done with this band <laughs> thing. Just move to, I don't know, the... 
Salmon arm, BC. Yeah. yeah, the Wyoming of Canada. And what is that? Kamloops, British Columbia, Salmon Arm, British Columbia. Somewhere cool in British Columbia, you know. Huh. Have you ever been there? No, but I mean, I've always got the impression from like the area around Vancouver, very picturesque, beautiful water, forests, right? Yeah, it's like, I mean, it's great. It's it's like the Pacific Northwest of the States, except uh, it's kind of everything is a little bit bigger, you know? The mountains are a bit bigger. Um, The ocean is the same ocean, so I can't possibly say that's bigger. (laughs) But mountains and, yeah, huge redwoods and forests. And uh, it's a really nice place. And there's not very many people. And the people that do live there rarely walk quickly without looking up in any direction. And they got their, they, they got their eyes up. <laughs> Polite. Yeah. Saying sorry all the time. <laughs> Apologizing Saying for hello. Everything. That was hello. a reflex. <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah, you guys have been on tour for how long so far? Well, right now, right three, now. Three weeks. Yeah. This one's three weeks. Short, short run. It's been nice. Three weeks is a good amount of time for a tour because after three weeks you start to go a little bit mental, I think. But yeah. like, it's kind of at the three or four week mark for me, anyways, that you start to kind of lose it, and so it feels like um, we got two more days on this tour and. Um, it feels like I'm gonna go home before I just like have a total meltdown, which is great. It's a first. <laughs> yeah, and I've heard the crowds have been pretty wild on this tour so mm-hmm. far. Like so much that at times you've had to sort of just calm things down, and make sure everyone's okay in the middle of the show. Um, some of them. Yeah, like there are incidents, but it's I mean by and large people are very respectful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is uh that's good but we have had to like lay the hammer down a bit in some places what does that mean just tell people to be respectful to each other like we've had people uh without making a giant thing about it we've had people touched inappropriately at some shows okay. so it's it's like telling people to be respectful of each other it's where you you can't all have a good time if you're inflicting that on somebody so it's that was well yeah. that was a definite isolated incident yeah definitely isolated definitely was, that's yeah. not what it's not the norm happened. i mean i would say our shows have been getting pretty pretty rowdy but uh in a really uh overwhelmingly positive way the only time that we really need to kind of like slow things down is when you know the venue has oversold the shows by accident and and hmm. uh and even then, everyone's still like having a great time, and it's really positive. But it's just like some of those DIY venues don't have air conditioning, and it gets real hot in the summer in the south, and people just need a three-minute water break sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're like the great thing about our fans that, that I've seen across the board is they'll stop us and like during a song if someone's fallen down in the pit which is like it's a very stop and go show but it's like making sure everyone is good so everyone can enjoy it mm-hmm. so everyone's really respectful and helpful and very aware which is cool yeah i was going to ask like when you're on stage how you find out about that if someone's hurt or being touched inappropriately but it seems like the fans take care of a lot of that for you yeah, yeah. definitely self policing goes huh. a long way and i mean like you know the level that we're at. We're still not. We're not playing like, uh, except for in a couple of cities. We're not. We're not playing huge venues. We're playing like pretty small venues, and obviously the front is the rowdiest. So we're still kind of like close enough to the audience uh, where we can kind of keep, tr- do our best, anyways, to keep an eye on things. But usually we don't have to. Everyone's like everyone's cool, um, and uh, yeah, our it's it's been fun it's been really fun yep yeah how do you think your fan base has come to be that way because it seems like just a lot of good people are the people who come to pup shows i don't know that's they're doing just good parenting i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i guess in some way you are the parents uh not really he's a good parent uh yeah i don't know it's like i think as time goes on it's becoming more and more of an inclusive scene obviously not perfect but you just get a lot of good people in the same place and there's going to be an eminent respect so it works it just like somehow works out a lot of the time it's it's cool i think people in this scene whatever this scene is are just uh they're young and they're 
uh, respectful and they they're PC, you know, and they they understand that like you can have a good time, but you can't have a good time at other people's expense. And uh, we just maybe it has to do with you know the fans that we've gotten by touring with really kind of great bands who are conscious of you know socially conscious bands and stuff like that. Because um, all the uh, all the bands that we've we've toured with like supporting uh have all been like really positive people and uh the people who go to those shows are all very respectful so i think we're just we we inherited a a a good crowd from a lot of the bands that we toured with i also wonder if there's an added pressure because they know we're canadian and we're like we invented (laughs) the politeness so they're like okay we got to impress these guys so let's behave (laughs) yeah are you familiar with wheels ontario yeah, that's uh, Nick Pardon? Kroll or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen clips. It's not like I know it's a like a send up of uh, of of Drake, basically. But, basically, but yeah. part of his thing is he just says pardon, pardon. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone says sorry and like yeah. Everyone, yeah. In in Canada, like if somebody walks into you, you say sorry, yeah. but you both say yeah. sorry so that yeah. you know, you <laughs> sorry for not anticipating your walking error. Yeah. <laughs> I like it though. It's nice. Yeah, with um, getting back to what we were talking about with your fans. I mean, even some bands like in the scene, I guess you'd call it like uh, modern baseball and Speed Ortiz even have like hotlines where you, people can call and report things that like are being done at shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that is leading awareness of taking care of people. Yeah, it's awesome. They're yeah. very, very aware. Like they are personally aware of the bands and. They're trying to just make it as inclusive as possible, which is amazing. That's like everyone can have fun. What? What's wrong about that? So. Yeah, it's really cool to also play shows and like, I mean, a lot of the times we play twenty-one plus shows, but uh, we try to do all ages as much as possible, and it's really cool because <laughs> at our shows in particular, there's a I think there's a pretty big spread. Like at the front, you'll have a bunch of sixteen-year-old kids going off, and in the middle, you'll have the mid-twenties guys just standing and then at the back we always got you know 15 to 20 like punk dads like 40 yeah. and 50 year olds just being like all right let the kids have fun and let's yeah. just take this in and it's cool i feel really uh i feel really lucky that we um have such a uh respectful and uh and varied uh, fan base yeah and like you guys have played warp tour like last year, right? Yeah. And even there, there's been issues of like... Oh, there more than anywhere else. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, like, yeah, go ahead. We, we've just had like great, like even there, we had great crowds. Uh-huh. So it's, it just follows us. We're very lucky. That's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, because what I'm getting at here is like even across pop punk or, you know, punk or whatever you want to call it, it seems like not everyone is as aware of these things as the people who come to pup shows, even across the genre. I mean, yes and no. I, I, like what I was saying before is like I think the bands that we have toured with in the past, like you know, like uh, Modern Baseball and Menzingers um, and and that that crew, um, their fans are very respectful, and those are the outs the outspoken bands who are like you know you know, kind of champions of uh, the safe scene movement, if that's what you want to call mm-hmm. it or whatever. Uh, and so uh, just naturally, I think we've inherited a lot of those fans and it's been really great for us. Yeah, it's awesome. And like I I will say we're very lucky in having the fans we do. Um, but I also would say that there's like sometimes there's stuff we don't know about and I'd want to hear about that. That's yeah. just like we need it to be inclusive. It needs to be talked about. So. Yeah, do you have any idea of like who maybe was a you could say like a forefather of the safe scene, like where this comes from, where this mentality started? I mean, I I, I don't know where it started, but like uh, you know, one thing that we were talking about uh, in the van the other day was like that Joyce Manor crowd surfing thing, and I love Joyce Manor, one of my favorite bands, and uh, you know, I, I mean, we love crowd surfing at our shows if it's safe, and we're not you know we're not taking a stance on that one way or another. But I think that uh, what they did was just kind of really open that dialogue about, like, you know, the fact that, you know, punk rock or pop punk or whatever you call it, like, it doesn't have to be, uh, 
dangerous to be fun and it can still be rowdy like uh, like our goal is always to have the rowdiest shows possible before there's any semblance of danger yeah you know and that is totally a doable thing and like do a show where uh you know a big part of the crowd is going off but every single person feels safe and they feel like the people around them are protecting them and that's uh that's a great it's a great thing we played a Boston played in Boston last night and it just was like it was it felt it felt really good it was like there wasn't a single person who looked uncomfortable to me and uh it was nice yeah yeah let's drop in some music this is album opener if this tour doesn't kill you i will Clean your filthy conscience So I think my favorite part of the album is the transition from that song, If This Tour Doesn't Kill You, I Will, into DVP. It's just such a tight transition from song to song. So tell me about how that came together. I mean, literally, they're in the same key, so it's just it's just like jam it together. It's not like it's cool though. Like it's a it makes for like a cool, uh, at least I think a cool like almost four part song in total, where you have like the beginning, which is quiet, and then you have like the crazy. What did Dave call it? Our producer Dave called it like the. Oh, the, the like the samba, Soka, the samba the so- part, <laughs> and then there's the Weezer part, and then there's DVP, which it's just like a cool thing. Uh, there's no no mystery behind it. <laughs> what do you call like the whist- whistling part in DVP? Oh, that's I call that yodeling. All right, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah. I wanted to write a song with yodeling in it. I was like, that's something punk bands don't really do. Very tasteful yodeling, though. Exactly. <laughs> it's all about being tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that song Frontier Psychiatrist, do you know that song? By the Avalanche? It's anyway. That's, that's a that's, ho- that's yeah. a hockey team, not a band. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Never mind. Strike that from the record. Or what, what the Avalanche? Yeah, it's it's an older song. I may be dating myself, but it's This the title sounds really familiar for some yeah. reason. What was like what what around when was it? Uh I don't know. I'm I'm just pulling stuff out, and I'm, okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit that. <clears throat> the aval is it the avalanches? It might be. I don't know. Okay. It's like really, I yeah yeah. The, I can't like, profess to actually know anything. The Colorado so Avalanche. The Colorado the hockey team. Featuring made a song. Joe Sackett. <laughs> Lots Peter of yodeling. Yeah, Joe Sackett was Wah. was yodeling a lot on that track. <laughs> But, 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 remind me what what was the connection to DVP? There's yodeling. yodeling. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There we are. Yeah. There's the connection, yeah. Tasteful yodeling. Yeah. We got there. That's fine. <laughs> so when you wrote both those songs, did you, did you kind of come up with them around the same time and just play them back to back? Like what drew them together like that? I think. Yeah. No, we didn't write them at the same time, um, and I think that uh, we from the moment that we wrote. If this tour doesn't kill you, I will. We knew that that was kind of going to be the album uh, opener. And um, yeah, like Zach said, there's not much mystery to it. Just like DVP is a rowdy song that belongs at the front of a record and not at the back end of a record. And they're in the same key. And then we we just did it one time and we're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Done deal. Like, yeah, (laughs) uh, tour ends with a big chord that is the same chord as the first chord of DVP. So it's like... I mean, if you don't do that, you're kind of stupid. So, <laughs> basically, <laughs> yeah. so so li- I saw the the Vitus show, and I'm pretty sure you guys played them back to back then, right? Um, well, actually, at that show, we um, we didn't really play tour. I kind of played the first half of it alone, uh, and that wasn't something that we had really planned on doing. Uh, it was those were kind of weird couple shows because we had taken a long time off. Uh, playing shows to kind of recover from some bad stuff that happened. And uh, and so I was just kind of feeling weird before that show, and I just felt like I should go out and say something and, and, and explain some stuff to the crowd. And so we just kind of played the – or I played the quiet part, and then uh, 
and Zach just, just ripped counting. into DVP, yeah. and we're like, all right, that's cool. Let's do that. Yep. But, yeah, I, I don't think we were even playing If This Tour Doesn't Kill You, I will, uh, in, in its proper form at that point. We were just kind of uh, messing around. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just assuming at this point, I haven't been to the tour yet. I'm going tomorrow, Music Hall. Have you been playing them back-to-back? Yeah, mo- most of the time. Okay. Uh, th- it's cool. I like doing it. I kind of f- feel like they've become one song in my brain now. And um, Yeah, I feel like the f- it's like it's the phenomenon of like whispering in a loud room. Everyone kind of kneels in to, to pay attention. Like, and that's, I think it has that effect, which is kind of cool. Because people expect us, like, at this point to be kind of brash and loud from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, I mean, without letting too many of our secrets out. That's, <laughs> I think it's cool that people will pay attention because we're being quiet. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was going to ask, is it hard? It's, it could be hard to eventually pry those two songs apart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, yes and no. I mean, we, we've done, like, shows where we played them separately and we've done okay. sessions where we've like just done one of the songs or whatever but like it does kind of the more we do it the more it feels like a package deal to me yeah 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 so we're in new york we're talking i just mentioned the music hall show tomorrow night music hall williamsburg in brooklyn that's probably one of the biggest like at least capacity wise one of the biggest shows on this tour uh yeah, it would be I guess the second biggest after uh after Toronto. Okay. What well yeah, that's interesting. Tell me what the Toronto show was like. Yeah, it was at this place called the Phoenix. Um it's a twelve hundred capacity room. Okay. And we sold out. Uh and uh it was by far like the biggest headline show we've ever like by far I think I think prior to that the biggest headline show we'd ever, you know, played and sold out was in a five hundred cap room. So we more than doubled it. Uh, and it was uh, weird. It was weird, man. Like in a good way, but like it was kind of like one of this these things where I. It's like we grew up going to that venue and seeing like big, like real bands. You know, real bands play there. You know, we saw Spoon there last year. Uh, we Avalanche. Played, Avalanche. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck, I yeah, love that yodeling, man. Yeah, yodeling. It really sounds good in that room. <laughs> But yeah, they're just like, you know, so many like uh, great real bands that we idolize like have played that room. And then uh, it was never a thing that like I thought we would ever, ever even come close to the level of being able to to headline that room and uh, to do it. And to the show went really great. And uh, that was just it seems surreal. Like, I don't I'm not. I'm still not positive that it happened. Yeah, it's I feel weird. like it probably happened because I've seen nutty. pictures and stuff. But like, <laughs> I might have dreamt it. I don't know. It was cool. Toronto's always been real like uh, supportive of us. I feel like uh, there aren't that many Canadian punk bands that kind of, uh, you know, get a foot in the door outside of Canada. It's really hard to kind of break out of Canada if you're a Canadian band. Even if you're like a really great band and you do really well in Canada, it's hard to like you know, get your foot in the door in America. So I feel like when that started to happen for us, you know, Canada and and Toronto in particular really kind of rallied behind us. And it's been like, you know, the city's just been so supportive and, uh, and, uh, we're, we're lucky to come from that city and have people who are like, you know, they want us to succeed, you know, that's, that's a cool, more than just liking your band, like people want to see you, you know, people in that city, they want to see us do well, you know, and that's, um, that's a really like nice, uh, uh, wonderful feeling. Yeah. You're nominated for the Polaris prize. Oh, on long list. Yeah. Yeah. Long list. It's they're like, they're literally the, it's a long list. It's a long list, but it's, (laughs) I mean, a lot of albums are released in Canada that not a lot of people know about and they're all great. So they're not all great. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of them are. A great. lot of them are great. <laughs> it's, I, what I mean to say is, it's an honor to be included among them. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, there's definitely. some great artists, and there's some amazing people that champion us when they don't have to. So it's yeah, it's super cool. If you win the fifty thousand dollar prize, what are you gonna do with it? So much Bud Light. Yeah. No. Like, that'd be so much Bud Light. Uh, I don't know. We haven't. It'd have to be Molson, right? <laughs> 
I mean, we have Bud Light. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. not quite as good as Molson. <laughs> well, we, well let's, let's let's be straight here. It's fifty thousand Canadian, so I don't know. We'll probably I, get a Big Mac meal in New York. <laughs> I think that. That's the exchange, roughly, I would think. That's more money than I've ever contemplated, so I don't know. We would, I feel like we, I would just like dig a hole. I'd be like, I'm going to take this money, I'm going to bury it in a time capsule. Mm. Let's see what happens. Oh, man, I would totally, I mean, any real answer is going to be boring, so I'm going to, I would say I'd fill a truck with concrete and drive it off a cliff <laughs> and see what happens we used know? to you know we used to play band lottery uh where we would just like always band fund a lottery ticket uh you know when we did had a good merch night at a show and uh zach always <laughs> zach always had this thing that he wanted to do where he, it was to install <laughs> install oh, yeah. a, a like a, one of those megaphone things on top of the van you know the things that have the speakers Unless, in like, all yeah, directions like, like a police van that's yeah like yelling or like an ice cream truck yeah or that yeah, and so happier. that so that we could just yell at people as we yeah, go just, i really love that idea so maybe we'll do that if we win sick. the 50 grand i mean we probably have like 40 <laughs> at least 45 grand left over but that'll probably cover the fines we get for disturbing the peace <laughs> so yeah, yeah that'll be all right <laughs> new merch for shale at the show tonight oh man people would hate us i think i think oh, zach man. zach's plan was to do it more aggressively oh, like yeah. not to use it to promote the band yeah. more just to use it to just yell at people like public public <laughs> criticism just like <laughs> if we're stuck in traffic and i find someone's haircut annoying or something. <laughs> just that kind of thing but probably very polite criticism still <laughs> yeah, excuse remain me polite. sir <laughs> please Pardon. cut please cut your hair. hair. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, very let's, passive aggressive. Let's do that. You know what? I don't think we even need to win the 50 grand do that. I think we can, you know what? I think we can probably just we find just the money it. and just do it. Or we should uh Kickstarter. <laughs> Kickstarter the band yelling the van yelling machine. <laughs> What if the shortlist was like you guys, White Lung, uh, Dilly Dally, and who else? Oh, the Strumbellas. You did the Crying Jordan on them. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be them and uh, and Drake, and just Drake beats everyone and wins the 50000 I mean, it's, it's possible. Fine. It's like it's always on it. <laughs> It's like on artistic merit, so if he wins, he's he's the best the best guy. So it's, it's I mean, I feel like very little disappoints us at this point. Yeah. We're just like, oh yeah, that's fine. Sure. I mean, Drake seems like I've never met him, but he seems like a really nice guy. So it's like, yeah. I mean, if he wins, cool. And you know, cool. you know, whenever whenever things don't exactly work out, we don't really get too bummed. We just look at each other and be like, what do you want to do? Let's go on tour. Yeah, let's just keep, keep working. Yeah. Let's go on tour. Let's go. Let's go look at the desert again in Arizona and see yep. what's up. Which of you was the one that did the crying Jordan? So it's for context. This was uh, the Strumbella is also nominated for the award. We're previously on this podcast. Um, you you put the, the crying Jordan on the faces <laughs> yeah. of all the people in the parade on their cover. Yeah, that was yeah. Steve. That was Steve. Yeah, he's our social media uh, <laughs> guru. guru. Yeah. The thing about the Strumbellas is uh, they're like they're kind of we're pals with them, uh, and it's really funny because we, uh, you know, I really love their band, and I feel like they they really love our band, and uh, we also play in totally separate scenes in the sense that we'll never ever like probably play shows unless it's like a, a crazy festival or something. We're never gonna like you know play shows or tour together. Uh, but we just like really like each other's bands and you know we share a producer Dave Schiffman and uh, we just like have a lot of like weird things in common with this like f folk pop band that I think is just really amazing and it, it's kind of nice to have those band friends who are just like so far out of your world I don't um, know OVO Fest 2017 <laughs> yeah that'll we'll fit right in and so will they that'll yeah, be perfect it'll be perfect yeah when Drake wins the Polaris prize, we'll just call him up and be like, hey, yeah. how about as a, what's it called, a consolation prize? I feel like it would be when Drake has a midlife crisis. He's just like, he throws out all the rap. And he's like, <laughs> I'm just, let's do folk. It's like, it's an unexplored frontier. Let's do that. You know what I was wondering the other day? Uh, you know, Drake's from Toronto. We're from Toronto. I wonder if Drake has ever heard of our band. Because be I would be stoked if he, if he had even heard of it. You know what? Our producer, like one time, I think about this stuff a lot. Like, uh, our producer one time, he got a random call out of the blue from Johnny Depp being like, I want you to 
<laughs> do this thing that I'm working on, whatever. I won't get into it. But then, uh, but he was like, yeah, wh- what are you doing right now? He's like, I'm in Toronto. I'm working with a band called Pup. And now I know that Johnny Depp has heard of our band. And I'm like <laughs> so crazy. stoked. I'm sure he immediately forgot it because he has much better things to do. But that's pretty cool. For at least like half a second, he knew about us. Yeah, that's wonderful. Pretty awesome. We made it, guys. Yeah, to the big let's, time. Let's buy for quotes. Yeah. <laughs> let's play some more music. This is DVP. We were just talking about it. Boom, here it is. Yeah, so Stefan, I wanted to talk about vocals, vocal cords, because I know you had to, you know, postpone, cancel some dates, went through some stuff, referenced in the album title. We won't really get into that because it's been in like every single bit of pop <laughs> press so far. So we'll leave yeah. that for people to figure out. But how are you, how are your vocals feeling right now? Feeling great. <laughs> no, I feel uh, no. I'm good. I'm good. I uh, I did a lot of. Um, stuff to make them better and now it's feeling good steroids <laughs> not steroids although i did go hgh th- i do i did go through a brief period where a doctor prescribed prescribed me like prednisone um to help out with the vocal cords and that was a horrible horrible decision so uh i just did that for like a few days and i was like nope i'm becoming crazy let's yeah. not do that Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So here I am. I'm speaking again, singing sometimes, screaming sometimes. It's cool. I feel a lot better. I feel like, uh, yeah, I felt. I feel like it was real bad for a minute there. I had like, a, I, well, I still have a cyst on my vocal cord, and I, I hemorrhaged my vocal cords, and that's like every singer's worst nightmare. But uh, it was bad for a minute, and. Uh, uh, and I just feel like it was kind of a bit of a blessing in disguise because, you know, we toured for like two years straight, like nonstop. And I think in a way, like just having my body be like, you need to stop. You need to take like a four month break and like figure your stuff out uh, was really good for all of us. I think like just taking a step back and like realizing that we're all human beings who need to take care of ourselves and maybe shouldn't be playing like touring you know 12 months of the year uh that was a kind of a good a good positive experience in the end so you think just taking some time off resting it you because you guys were touring so much probably more than most other artists Mm -hmm. that you think that just is what had to do with putting the strain on the vocals yeah i mean we went through times where we were playing like 35 shows in a row, like without a day off. We were doing, you know, we did tours where we did two plus shows a day. We, you know, we we just, we did, we're bad at saying no to things. And I'm also bad at uh, not going, I mean, all four of us, we go all out, but on at every show like even you know we were playing to three people and we would i'd still be screaming my guts out in the same way that zach is beating the crap out of his drums and like you know steve and 
and Nestor are just ripping as hard as they can. We're all just ripping all the time. Uh, but, you know, you don't really get, um, I guess, like guitar hand injuries. You get vocal injuries, right? Yeah. So uh, it was just kind of a reminder, like having all those things go wrong was just kind of a reminder that we're just human. And like, you know, sometimes you can't play 35 shows in a row and do that and it just you can't expect that of yourself you know so uh i'm a little healthier now i drink a little bit less and i don't smoke weed when we're on tour and i eat better and i sleep more and we don't do 35 shows in a row and uh, you know i have a great doctor and a great vocal coach and just like learning to do it you know yeah, so it's like a whole life thing. Yeah. You know, 24 hours a day that you have to, do, you know, take time out to make sure that when you go on stage, you sound good. Yeah. I mean, when you, you know, it was really exciting for us when we started touring full time. And um, a lot of, you make a lot of stupid decisions when you're, you know, excited. And, um, but yeah, it's, no, it's, it's all good now. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I've taken a lot of steps to kind of, uh, you know, be healthier. And and also, it was a kind of a reminder for all the guys in the band. I think everybody after that, like, you know, everyone is like, I want to be healthier. And it's not, it's not like we wake up and do yoga together and, you know, mm-hmm. eat vegan or anything. Like, we're still, like, kind of, you know, semi-pieces of garbage. Yeah, we're trash. But... Uh, <laughs> But, like, it's just, like, the kind of thing where it's, like, hey, I'm going to get a burger today, but also let's sub out those fries for some salad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I've even, as far as protecting your vocals all the time, I've heard of artists just, like, not wanting to do press or just, like, talking to people less casually after shows because they want to rest their vocals. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, when, I, when I'm having vocal problems now, I just stop. Uh, talking to the guys <laughs> and it's really tough like sometimes we'll do like you know 10 hour drives and they'll all be joking and I'll just be silent and uh, it's really hard for me like it really makes me bummed out to not participate and, and it makes me feel really isolated and alone but at the end of the day like if I do that and um, the next day my voice is back and I can talk and play a good show and, and you know that's that's it's important so it's like I got a fire joke right now, but yeah. I'm, I'm gonna hold it back. No. <laughs> gotta or, be able to sing, or I just write it down, and I'm like, wait, 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 pay attention <laughs> to me for a second. Look at this joke. I'll just tweet this. <laughs> and none of the jokes. I'll act actually, the whole band. <laughs> like if you've ever been in a in a a van with a band, none of the jokes are actually good. It's just <laughs> it's just stupid. It's, I feel like we got all the good jokes out on the first tour. Yeah, I think it's done. I think it's, <laughs> we're just idiots now. I mean, so. normally it's like a group of friends. The jokes are all insiders. Mostly so they're funny to you guys, but then other people hear them and or you tell them for the first time to someone else and it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's dumb. No, I think we're very aware of how stupid we are. Also, I'm not really the funny one, so it's fine for me to be quiet. I don't think any of us are the funny one. I think think you're the fun. You you, you don't give yourself enough credit. You're a pretty funny guy, Zach. I feel like I I just say I put things out into the universe, and they're usually dumb. And maybe people (laughs) receive them okay. (laughs) Yeah, with Torrent, do you guys ever think about, like, I know you guys have spent a lot of time, like, sleeping on floors... You know, doing a lot of shows at once, obviously touring in a van, as we've been talking about. Do you ever think about playing bigger shows, festivals, moving up to a bus, just all of what that entails? I mean, we have started to play slightly bigger shows, and, you know, we got, we've got, you know, we play a bunch of festivals, and that's cool, but there's never any expectation of that, you know? Like, we, I mean, none of us expected this band to be anything, you know, more than just four guys playing making music that they liked you know and uh so every time we make it to the next level and things feel good i just it's kind of like i remind myself like this this is probably the pinnacle uh and just you should enjoy it and it could disappear tomorrow or not even disappear like maybe this is just as as good as it gets and that's really 
good enough because it's better than than any of us expected so yeah i think we're all i think we all have low expectations of of how successful this band's gonna be so uh anytime anything good happens it's like uh the icing on the cake yeah i feel like if it all the question is like if it all disappeared would you be proud of what you've done so far i think that's a big driving and it's like the pride comes from knowing how much work you put into it and we've all put it like that's all we expect to do really the only expectation we have in general is to work so that's yeah and i think i mean if it ended today i feel like we did something good so i mean i feel like a lot a lot will come together once the year ends like you know how with media and journalism works with year-end lists and year-end you know everything i think a lot of people are going to be excited about the dream is over and there's going to be a lot of moments of like, wow, people really love this album. I hope so. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, That'd like from awesome. someone in that in that world, I really think so. Well, yeah, I mean, that's like that would be awesome. Yeah. But you know, if it doesn't, then I mean, it doesn't. Like, I there's so many, I have so many really, really, really talented friends who would give their left arm to, you know you know get to do what we're doing so we already feel really lucky and of course like of course it would be great if 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 you know things got better and you know we made a real living like i mean we make a living doing this mm -hmm. but like if we made like a normal person's salary doing it that would be incredible but there's no expectations of that and um if this is as big as it gets man that's still awesome like we just played you know, 18 sold out shows in a row. Like, yeah, they were small rooms mostly, but that's amazing feeling, you know? Yeah. And we just had like 18 nights of like tons of fun and good times with our friends. And, you know, like most people uh, don't get to experience that. So I, I feel really grateful. Yeah, I feel like a lot of hardships would come from when you get to a certain level and you feel like you have to keep pushing it forward but it doesn't seem like that's at all what your mindset is i mean i think i i mean tell me if you zach if you think i'm wrong but i i think we're always going to want to push it forward in terms of you know the product that we make like i want every record and that we write to be better than the one before mm -hmm. or for for at least for us to feel like it was better than the one before but um like i there's no expectation that 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 people are just gonna keep jumping on board with this more and more i mean like whatever I, I can't you know none of us can control whether people like what we do or not the only thing that we control is like zach said like how much work we put into it and hopefully that work means that we, we just make stuff that we like uh more than the last thing we made yeah Making a more concise statement every time, mm -hmm. just refining what we do, and it's making fun. sure we it's good to our ears. That's all I care about, really. It's funny to say make a more concise statement after I just like ramble. <laughs> <laughs> I promise that wasn't a dig. <laughs> yeah, because because I think like say if you had a rock band who one album is huge and you started to play arenas, right and then the next one kind of plateaued and then one fell off and the band had to like kind of come down just from like watching artists for a while and seeing how things are i can see how that would just mess with people and like really discourage you yeah i mean i, I think a lot of people i mean this is just um speculation but i feel like a lot of people are told yes a lot and not that we are denied things because we have the most supportive team possible i think but we are very self-critical and we build from that. And just because there's, I think there's that level of, I think we have self-awareness. I think there's that level of self-awareness. We are able to build every time on what we do. So it, like, I can't see the future, but I would hope we don't become what you're describing. <laughs> that like the ultimate end game is every record is a step forward, mm -hmm. like artistically and, and so forth without getting too hoity-toity about it. Hoity-toity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old-fashioned term. <laughs> Let's play some of the uh, from for some of the first album. This is Reservoir.
still still a staple in the set, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. What is it like with cuz it probably when you were playing shows it was basically just playing the first album. What is it like having to phase out certain songs? It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're tired of them. No, well, yeah. And I mean, like, you know, we we're we're proud of every song that's been on either record, but there are ones that are definitely less fun for us to play. Uh, so it's been cool. And also on this tour, it's been really interesting. I guess like every band who makes a second record probably experiences this, but what we've experienced was like, you know, at the beginning of the tour, the first few shows, which happened right when the record came out, uh, people were into the whole set, but they didn't know the new songs yet. So it was kind of like, uh, the new songs represented the, the mellower sections of our set. And as we've seen every show, like those songs have gotten kind of rowdier to the point where now at the end of this tour, I think the highlights of the set in terms of the crowd reaction are all in the new songs. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, now that I think about it, that's a good metric for telling how well fans like an album, how much of the, the new or newest album in the set goes over well and how it does compared to the old songs. Yeah. And that's like, if I was in Pup, I'd be really encouraged by that because it sounds like the new songs. It's the exact opposite of like when a band is touring and everyone comes there to hear the first album and they're on like their fourth album. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Like, it's extremely gratifying. Like, so, like referring to last night, um, having everyone singing along to what I consider a deep cut on the album, which is familiar patterns. Like that's insane that like it's, it came out three weeks ago and everyone knows all the words and that's crazy. And like someone did a drum cover on YouTube of familiar patterns. I didn't no see one that. ever does drum covers. <laughs> yeah. for our so you, you really like that. So it's like, I mean, it's cool. It's really flattering and it's like very gratifying to see that progression. What was that like for you? Were you like, Oh, you missed the ghost notes in the second <laughs> verse. Uh, there aren't any ghost notes in that. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> No, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to actively critique. It's just flattering. It's, it's super cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. Um, yeah, because David, mutual friend, told me a couple questions to ask. One of them was, uh, what are some pet peeves? What are, <laughs> what are some pet peeves you have at, at venues that which, you deal with? Which David are we talking David about? Leftcourt? David Leftcourt. Oh. Our, yeah. our front of house our, guy. Our, front, our friend, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's his birthday today. <laughs> Oh, is it really? Yeah. It is, yeah. I knew it was around now. I got to wish him a happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> Over, Dave, well, okay, Dave, David has, uh, well, David and, you know, the other guys who we've had work front of house for us have erased a lot of those problems. <laughs> One time uh, we played the show in uh, Montreal, and this was before we had a sound guy, and uh, – we did a sound check and the the sound guy was like all right it sounds fine but like maybe you should just scream less because you're not a very good screamer <laughs> and i was like what the hell? like what? yeah you're right but like what the hell are you talking guys about like a huge metalcore fan yeah well, so. like our our buddy who was in the audience who was also a, an engine like a a live sound engineer he just yelled, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and the sound guy turns around. He's like, you want to do my job? And our friend was like, yes. <laughs> so the guy got fired on the spot, and our friend did sound instead. Oh, which all right. Which was like a triumph. All right. That was it great. It was amazing. But, uh, no, I don't – I don't. I can't think of any pet peeves. I really like when uh, a venue has, like, more than one pisser because yeah, if great. you really need to pee before you play – and there's like a lineup of like ten people that can be not great, but I don't know. What I don't know. Can you think of anything, Zach? Not really. I mean, I like it when there's water there. <laughs> Water's good. Usually, there's water at places, so there's not a problem. <laughs> hydration. Yeah, hydration is important. Uh, you guys mentioned overselling a venue. I don't know if that's really a pet peeve. It might make the show more fun, but it's a thing that venues do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, some venues do it, and uh, sometimes it's cool, and sometimes, you know, we've had a couple shows on this tour where the venues were oversold and the air conditioning was broken, mm. uh, and, you know, on really hot days, that uh, that can be hard for everybody. I mean, 
like we have to there's been a couple shows where it was just so hot and you know packed and and no a- ac that we could see people were just like about to faint and like by f- song five they're like i can't i can't be rowdy anymore so we would just kind of chill out for five minutes and pass out waters and stuff but that's pretty that doesn't really that's like those 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 are kind of uh few and far between those gigs usually you know when you play in texas in june and july and august they tend to have air conditioning yeah i mean the smart ones like that's the i mean that's the physicality of playing in uh heat like a hot environment but Mm -hmm. the amazing thing is like if we ever have to draw back like our energy the crowd picks it up like we've had a couple shows on this tour where like as Stefan was saying there was no ac and we had to like just by virtue of we're playing an hour-long set and we don't want to fall asleep during the set so we can keep playing it we have to like reserve a little but the crowd just picks it up and like oftentimes they're louder than us which is insane like that and that's really cool that they would be singing so loud that we can't hear ourselves that's i mean that's one of the most unique feelings that you have yeah wow it must i guess it's very different going to the like deep parts of texas in in the summer are there ever like cold shows yeah we're from canada man we tour canada in the winter that's what i was getting at what's like the furthest north Uh, i mean i mean just you know what all the all the all the major uh, cities in Canada are right along the American border. Right. So they're all about as far north, a little bit further north than, say, Buffalo. But, I mean, I remember one time, I think we were in Regina, Saskatchewan, yeah. real place. Um, and it was like the winter and we were touring, and it was like cold. That day was colder than the surface of Mars. Like, not, hi- not hyperbolic. It, it was, was literally. That like minus, uh, I think it might be the same. Minus forty Celsius might also be minus forty Fahrenheit, but it's like it's cold. Like you open the door to outside, and instantly the air condenses, like a cloud forms in the room. Right, it's crazy. It was so miserable. Yeah, that was pretty. Mi- but for the most part, I like that. I mean, I like the cold. I like winter. Yeah, we're Canadian. We we're, have to like we were. Yeah, it's the law. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> illegal not to like winter. With with that place in Saskatoon, I'm curious because I've never been. Is it more that it's so far north, or more that it's just very landlocked and that it's like in the middle and it gets cold that way? Yeah, it's like a prairie. You know, yeah. it's just like wind picks up, and it's pretty. It's pretty far north, but it's also just like there's no. Uh, obstruction of the wind and it gets pretty right. uh, gets pretty brutal yeah. at uh, night especially it's like the desert like the desert's hot during the day but at night it can get really cold it's like that times a thousand <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's like the northernmost that like bands will go through in Canada uh, you can do like festival stuff in the Yukon really and stuff like that but there's not really a touring circuit that's just like festival stuff but like you know bands I mean, this isn't Canada, but bands play Alaska. That's probably right. that's probably as far north as you really get in a normal kind of situation before you're like doing that crazy thing that the White Stripes did and flying into like weird. Right, they were what, like trying to hit all the like places they'd never been before on a tour. This is kind of recently. I think it was just Jack White. No, I don't know. Maybe he's done it again. There was some documentary about him. Like, I mean, he they flew around and they like played all these weird places. I think they played in like none of it, which is like a territory in mm-hmm. uh, in Canada that has like the lowest population density of uh, I don't know. Nobody lives there. But they played a show there. That's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not really like a White Stripes guy, but I would say like if, uh, you know, to achieve that level of success, that's a really cool way to kind of like take advantage of your position is to like do a bunch of weird shows in like strange communities who have never seen a rock show before. Like that would be awesome. You know? Yeah. Pay them some attention that they don't otherwise get. Yeah. Like that's awesome for the crowd and for the band you know that's what a wild experience that, that must have been like chino from deftones just played inside a volcano in iceland <laughs> man that's awesome right <laughs> or like metallica played antarctica oh, yeah, a couple years awesome. ago really yeah 
That's super cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's probably real bad for the environment that they did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if I love that one. Well, it was inside a dome. It was like protected from the outside. Okay. Was it built just for but, them, or was it? I mean, there? Uh, I they don't still know. probably <laughs> like flew in like. 500 planes worth of their whatever <laughs> stage show i don't know but anyways i'm i'm making assumptions on things that i know nothing about so i'll just stop that <laughs> but uh yeah i'll you know we have that bucket list too yeah. you know like um our bucket list's a little more realistic you know like we want to go to japan and you know play mexico city and like places that are like bands norm like you just you can play those places it's not that hard but uh, I also wanted to do this thing. There was this festival in Canada in uh, in the Yukon uh, called Frostbite Music Festival that ran in February. So it's like dark for 22 hours of the day or something, and it's like super cold. Uh, and I really wanted to do that, but uh, I think that festival uh, kind of went under because who goes to the yeah, Yukon so in February cold. to see a music Canadian music festival? Like... But uh, so that that dream is over. <laughs> wow! Wow! Way to tie it all back. <laughs> well, that's basically all I have at my end. Was there anything else you guys want to touch on? I think we're super stoked. I yeah. think everything's been real cool for yeah. you know. Well, everything's been really cool for the past three years, but like uh, definitely in the past three months, especially just. Uh, I just feel really lucky to, you know. Yeah, it seems like cool it. Shows yeah, and um, come places like this and drink beers with you. And whoops, did I <coughs> reveal something I shouldn't have revealed? <laughs> you got you got to throw out the sponsorship now. The Bud Light. Bud Light. Yeah. I already yeah. I already made reference to Bud Light early in the podcast. You go back, you listen. I already yeah. talked about it. Cranking some Bud Light. Yeah. Hey, thanks for doing this, Chris. That that's awesome. Like, it's really cool to you know come here and hang out and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It was good to learn about parts of Canada I never heard about before. <laughs> Regina, Saskatchewan. I can't believe it. Yeah, it gets really cold in Regina. <laughs> Pup, listen to the album. The dream is over. All right, thanks, guys. Thank thanks, you. man. So yeah, that's it. Alton, our stars, a pup. Had a blast chatting with those guys. A lot of other old episodes I think you'd be into if you dig pup, like Modern Baseball, who I had on recently, and we talked about stuff like this. We were all like keeping up with each other yeah. during everything that was going on. Um, I feel like, honestly, the more surprising aspects lyrically were your half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can get to Modern Baseball, Beach Slang, Mitski, Shamir, all sorts of good stuff I've had on the show in the past in the Alton R Stars archives. Just go to iTunes, search for the Alton R Stars, search for it in the podcast app of your phone, or if you're viewing this, listening to this within billboard.com right now inside the story, go to the last paragraph and there's a link there that will take you to iTunes. You can also subscribe along with listening to old episodes, get the podcast every week, subscribe, and also it just helps a lot to get a star rating. Whatever you thought about the show, let me know. It all goes to a good place to help make the show better. More ratings mean it's easier to get the show noticed. Good placement on iTunes, the main page, stuff like that. So, Feedback very much appreciated. And the show runs every Friday. You'll get a new one next week. So until then, peace out, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.